Who do you think right now is the guy who they're very popular, they've been productive, they don't have any major, that you feel like has the most pressure on them to win a major? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Shank Happens. I'm Travis, joined by my boy Joe, the average Joe. What's happening, man? What up? How are you? Where, uh, where'd you and Rusty go in uh, Gallivant this weekend without me? Dude, we stayed put, man. I tried to golf with you, and you, you just wouldn't want. You didn't want to join up, so I, I don't know if we're friends. Oh, anymore. don't even, don't even start with me on that. I was ready to <laughs> rock and roll. Uh, I'm just teasing, man. Dude, so we uh, we had a great uh, weekend here watching the 3M Championship, 3M Open. Uh, Michael Thompson came through with the big W. We've got to talk through that a little bit. And then we've got quite a couple weeks ahead of us with the WGC, and we've got the PGA Championship the week after. I think Joe's most excited, though, about the Barracuda. Let's go. Uh, that's happening as well. So, I mean, we're fired up, man. we got two events this weekend. It's going to be good, man. It's going to be exciting. It's gonna be awesome. Austin Cook coming home the winner. I'm calling it. Well, we can't get we can't get started without giving our friends at Mizzen uh, love, helping for sponsor this podcast. Um, I got my Wilson polos in the mail. I think Joe, you might have got a special delivery as well. And I'm telling you, these things are fire. So hopefully, if you tuned in last time and you listened to us and went and checked it out, hopefully you executed and pulled the trigger because these things are awesome. So Joe, did you get a special delivery? Came into the office. True story. Um, at, at our office, we have a handful of unique people who kind of all work up here. And uh, they saw me walking with the Mizzen package and everybody was like, wait, what'd you get? What'd you get? What'd you get? And I'm like, all right, let me bust it out. Uh, Hector Rodriguez, who who you are familiar with, you know, esports aficionado known as Hex, uh, walks over, sees, sees my box and is like, hey, where, where's my Mizzen? And I'm like, got to get Hex a Mizzen. I pull this out, look at it, dude. It is sharp. And most importantly, it is comfortable. I threw it on that day, went out and played a nice round of golf, incredibly enjoyable. And I'm telling you, I will be rocking each one of those different polos on a regular basis. Go. It comes in a dope box too. Like that's what I love is yeah. the presentation's awesome. So I'm sure that's why it's Hex an, and all those guys man. are like, Hey dude, where's mine? But yeah, well, it's just it cool. Shoes. I mean, they it, dude, it, it looks shoes. like, yeah, yeah. It looks like shoes coming <laughs> in. It was cool. Like I just, it's cool. I hear at work, your buddies want to go play quick nine or go get 18 in, you know, it's getting, it's light out late and it's like hey i'm wearing my mizzen polo i can wear it at work i'll go take it onto the course and all's good you know so you can get away with both so if you haven't checked it out go to mizzenandmain.com go check out the wilson polos they're absolute fire so let's let's go ahead and jump right over to the first tee and let's talk about the 3m open um matt wolf uh won the event last year and yep. was in contention all weekend and, you know, was firing on Sunday. I thought he was going to have a chance to climb up all the way to the leaderboard. So like hats off to Quiet him being chance. a young buck, like to defend his title, I think is tough for anybody, but I think especially a younger guy like that, like I was really surprised to see him out there uh, fighting and contending. And we had Tony Finau who, you know, is always right there in contention, hasn't quite, you know, got over the hump. He's got the one win um, from a few years back in Puerto Rico, but he hasn't been able to get um, another victory on the tour. We got some funny stories to talk through about there. How many people just perked up and was like, wait, Tony Finau's only won one time? I know, and he's it's made gotta a, be a, lot. a truckload of money. And yeah, I mean, the guy's <laughs> been overly successful. He's been Top part of the- Top five machine. Oh yeah, he's like the, he's the new Matt Kuchar, in my opinion. Like he's just solid, he's consistent. He's gonna get over the hump though. He's too good oh, of sure. a player. You know, and just so even keel that I feel like he'll get over that hump of the pressure. Um, we've got some funny storylines to talk about with him and his uh, his fill-in caddy as well. And then the big story, though, is you got, you know, Thompson, who ends up winning the event, hadn't won uh, for several years. And, man, 
I don't know about you, but during the post round interview with Amanda Balionis, I was in all the feels, man. I was like, dude, who's chopping onions over here? I was just like, holy cow. That's okay. Travis cries about everything. Listen, but this was an incredibly emotional moment, no doubt about it. I'll be the first to admit, I can get choked up in movies. I get I can get emotional pretty easy. But at the end of the day, like, you know, he's like, hey, she's like, hey, how was this when you won Honda? You were a family of two. And now you're a family of four. And he's adopted two kids, both as babies. And this last one was right when quarantine started. So he was able to be at home with the baby the whole time and had a lot of family time. And so he was just like, man, I, this which is amazing. Yeah. You've been right totally. there, right in the shoes, Same. which is a, bl- Same which is a blessing. Yeah. yeah. And it, and like, he's like, I wish that my family could have been here to celebrate with me and stuff. And, you know, he's like, I just, you know, I love them so much. And I was like, and he started choking up. I'm like, Oh man. And it, to me, like what I wanted to say is this, I'll be the first to admit I wanted Finau to win. Right. Like you, you, sometimes you just want like these big names to win. It's like a bigger story or whatever. And then sometimes it's like this guy out of nowhere that wins and you're like, who's this guy, you know? And like, you're kind of left like, Ugh. and I kind of was feeling that way. I'm not going to lie. I was kind of feeling that way. And like the last couple of holes, I was almost like, should I even just watch the rest of this? Cause he was starting to run away with it there. Like a couple of guys missed out on some opportunities. And then when I saw that interview, I was so happy that he won. And I'm, I'm like, dude, I, I'm rooting for you, dude, next week. I want him to go to Memphis and win. Like, and, you know, it's so cool. He gets to go play at the PGA. He gets to play at the Masters. He gets to play at the U.S. Open. I mean, he's, he's got that one win just made, you know, his next couple years. And just super happy for him, man. Awesome stuff. Well, and that's, that's what I'll say, right? You know, being around the PGA Tour, here's, here's what I think through. Is you have your guys who are consistently up there, who are winning tournaments, are always in contention, you know, going to perform well. And then you have guys who work really hard for those few opportunities to capitalize and may walk away with one or two victories in their entire career. And when you see something like that come through, like that is a defining moment in their life. It is, you know, working towards the ultimate goal and accomplishing that goal. And what it's such an amazing thing. Like I, you know, I got choked up the same, you know, was very emotional and and thinking through it just was like, how incredible is this moment? How special is this for Michael? But also I, I felt with him, man, COVID sucks. Like how many times, like Tiger coming off 18, hugging his dad, wives running out on the greens, first PGA Tour victories or defining PGA Tour victories and kissing their husbands, holding their kids, especially a new kid that they've just adopted during COVID, like during this season and not getting to share that moment. I mean, it, it'll grab you. It's like, it's like, man, it, it makes the win all the more special. And it also makes it, you know, a little bit like. Oh, I want that so bad for him. And I know how bad he wants it, you know? So that's, that's the thing, right? No, you're dead on, man. I mean, like the tiger stuff, the, I mean, Kevin Na was a guest of ours um, here recently. And like one of the most awesome moments is, you know, his daughter running out to give him a hug and, you know, they made that Lego video mm-hmm. after that. And it's just like, dude, those are moments that are great. And there were so many great shots into 18. That was, that's just a cool course design and finish that people, you know, are hitting the green in two. They've got a chance to make an eagle there. Matt Wolf made an eagle last year to uh, win that event. It was just insane. And, like, um, it just it sucked to see all these amazing shots get hit so close and there's not even a noise. You know what I mean? Like, there's very little even, like, excitement around the commentating and stuff. And, the, like, you know that if 
this was a normal year, I mean, the crowd would have just erupted and it would have just been awesome. And the content that would have been posted on social would have been awesome. So it's, you're right. COVID sucks. Plain and simple, man. There's no, there's no other way to put it. So, but I'd say, so all the feels there, hats off to him. I hope he does great this week. I hope he does great at PGA. I think one of the funniest storylines this week outside of, um, was it Paul Casey's, uh, not Paul Casey's, it was Charles Schwartzel, the master's champion. Like, he comes out with the goofiest hat in the world on Sunday. I was like, man, was he trying to like intimidate or distract his competition? At the end of the, end of the day, the funniest story though was Boyd Summerhays. So Tony um, and his caddy separated. Boyd filled in this last week. And Boyd's a guy who wears pants 24-7. Boyd's wears black head to toe every day. And he's a white boy though. I mean, he is like the whitest of white boys. And he's got to wear shorts. He can't look like a player out there. So he's, he's putting on the shorts and he's walking around and there's the funniest memes were surfacing of Boyd golf.com actually did one before I got to it. And they posted a picture of Boyd's legs on Thursday and he's got these black shorts on and his, his knee is like calf, like high socks. And then they show him the next day and his legs are literally red like a lobster. And, you know, he's going the whole week with this thing. I can't wait to see, like, the aftermath and what these tan lines look like now, like, a week later. But, dude, he went viral. I mean, his calves were probably as equally as popular as Phil Mickelson's calves for this this week. So, you know, I got the text back and forth with Boyd. We're laughing about it. He said Tony was giving him a hard time, you know, all week. So it was all in good fun. But, I don't know, it was kind of cool to see. I mean, Tony obviously got a tied third, I believe, and, you know, played phenomenal. See, good to see, you know, his coach Boyd on the bag and had a good time, but dude, freaking hell. I, I have the worst tan lines in the world, so I can sit there and, and you know, I've, I've lived with Boyd's going through, but dude, those socks with shorts, <laughs> that's a bad tan line, dude. I'm that's a bad you, man, one. So I've, you know, two things. One, to speak to Charles Schwartz's uh, hat, I legitimately thought he was going to walk up to the camera at some point and we'll welcome us to Jurassic Park. Like just, you know, that is, I was just waiting for it. I was like, how fitting, you know, the guy is, he's ready to rock and roll. Um, so, but for, for, uh, Boyd, I gotta tell you, so I, you know, I think I've shared with you, I previously have a little bit of experience in the caddying space, um, caddying on tour. I did not wear shorts, which really crazy. No. Nope. Okay. I think I'm, I might be the only caddy in history. I don't know to not wear shorts on, on a like hot day. Um, but the idea of having, I don't know. I don't ever wear shorts on a golf course. Anyways, you usually see me in pants as it is. I don't know. I can't explain it to you, but that's why, because look what he walks away with. I always, I used to wear pants all the time too, to avoid those tan lines, but now I've just worn shorts and my feet are ghostly white and my, my legs are tan and it looks ridiculous. Um, I'm going to be at Doral next week with tan lines that look like ridiculous. So I just didn't want to make Phil Mickelson feel bad when I walked by with my, there you go. The truth comes out. You know, you didn't want to, you don't want to have that subtle flex on Phil. No, I mean, it's all, it's all fun and game, but dude, I'm really curious. We'll get, we'll get a aftermath photo from Boyd sent to see how bad If you can get that and post that. I would really, that would make a phenomenal meme. I mean, that's a memeable moment if I've ever seen one. Absolutely. Absolutely. So excited about, you know, the tournaments this week. Tiger is not playing in Memphis. Um, I think, you know, he's just at home getting his game in order, probably avoiding any COVID scares as he goes to a tournament that really matters to him uh, at a course he's very familiar with. 
at TPC Harding Park. Uh, it's actually a course I've played quite a few times and um, be interesting to see how Tiger plays there. He has a great record with the President's Cup. He's won an event there. Um, I think it suits his game. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how he plays. But I don't blame him for taking that week off. Like, I, honestly, I think there'd be more players that would just say, like, listen, I'm, I'm going to avoid anything and everything because if I get COVID, I'm going to have to quarantine and I'll miss the PGA Championship. And that would absolutely suck. So that is what it is. Tiger owes the PGA Tour, owes the fans nothing, right? He, like, Tiger has accomplished the most incredible, illustrious career anyone could have ever accomplished in golf. And plain and simple, two things. He's never played the week before a major. It's just not him. That's not, you know, he gets his game in shape and he knows what his ultimate goal is. And two, that ultimate goal right now is 18 majors, yep. right? He's got to go get three more. And he knows this course. Taking a week to get dialed in and to be focused and ready to roll at TPC Harding Park, I think – High likelihood you see the guy walk away with the dub. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. One thing I wanted to talk about in this segment, and we'll move over to out of bounds. But one thing that I thought was really interesting, I saw a post today on Instagram that showed a, a, a grouping of players who are all just monster names in golf that have not won a WGC event. Okay, you've got Ricky Fowler, you've got Patrick Cantlay, Tommy Fleetwood, Bryson DeChambeau, Webb Simpson, World Number One John Rahm. Tony Finau and Jordan Spieth. Like none of those guys have won a WGC event. Um, you know, I like this. I like this event. I think it's a great one. Always is a really competitive down the stretch and it's fun to watch. So I'm, I'm stoked, but do you think any of those guys are going to break through and, and get the win this week? It, it's a definite possibility. I mean, it, here's the thing with the WGCs is you literally have the players who are playing the best right now are are going to be in that field you have the best players in the world show up um back in the day it, first of all it, southwind is a phenomenal course uh i i am a huge fan of of the tournament in memphis even before it was a wgc um and and if they always do an absolutely phenomenal job there uh it is not a course that requires you to hit the ball a long way it is a course that requires you to hit it straight and to be able to get, you know, to make good shots coming into the green, obviously, as any golf course does. But, but, but straight off the tee is more important than, than length. And I think that, uh, I think realistically, any one of those guys has the capability. If I had to pick out of the group you just mentioned right now, I think, I think it'd be the perfect breakout moment for Tony Finau, you know? Guys oh, consistent. Awesome. He hits it straight. He started hitting it far, which I told you wasn't wasn't you know the most important thing. But he is he crushing. is really dialed right now. Yeah, and I he's I think I, if I were to pick out of the group you just mentioned, that's who I would. I mean, from a storyline perspective, I think it'd be incredible to see Spieth play well this week, potentially win and go in with some great confidence in the PGA because that's the last leg of his Grand Slam that he's trying to accomplish, and would be fun to see. Um, it's always interesting to see, you know, if Spieth will accomplish that before Rory and Phil and, you know, the guys that are right there looking for that last leg. So, I mean, all in all, we know that we're going to be crowned an awesome champion. Not to take anything away, but, but, you know, I'm curious what your thought is. I, the PGA championship has just always kind of been, you know, each championship has its own unique factor. But when I think of the PGA championship, I, I think of it, I don't know, in a different way. And it, to me, it seems like, 
anytime you win a major, it's a huge deal. But it also seems like it's the most gettable major. I think yeah, for sure. It's one of those that I think that you can get any type of name. That's obviously you got to earn your way into the event, but anyone that's there can come out and win that event. You're right. Which can make it easy and difficult for a Jordan Spieth to complete the career grand slam there, but also Mm -hmm. to have difficulty because that is where, you know, you may see guys coming up who you would never expect Michael Thompson coming in to to play well, right? You know, hundred percent. Yeah. No, it's, I'm excited to see, man. So let's move over to Out of Bounds. Four! And one thing I want to talk about is majors. I posted something this week on PGA Memes that I thought was pretty funny. It's going around different sports pages, but it has a graph that will show you, all right, someone who has high popularity, someone who's been highly productive, but someone who you know doesn't have a Super Bowl or whatever. So in golf, I'd put it, they don't have any majors, right? And so there's a grouping of people that have had great careers, many accomplishments, um, a lot of victories, but they've never won a major, right? There's always that storyline about who's the best player out there who's never won a major. And so I guess let's, I wanted to go through and spend some time. I want to ask you and then I'll, I'll name someone, but who do you think right now is the guy who it fits that bill, right? They're very popular. They've been productive. They don't have any major that you feel like has the most pressure on them to win a major. Ricky Fowler. I think a lot of people agree with you on that one. Plain and simple. I love Ricky to death. He is the definition of excellence on the PGA Tour. I've said it a thousand times. I'll say it a thousand more. Uh, If you're asking me who has the most pressure on him to win the major, it's Ricky. You know, and and to me, it's going to happen. No doubt about it. It's going to happen. They did a poll on who is the most overrated player on the PGA Tour. Ian Poulter and Ricky Fowler. They voted on Tuesday at the Players' Championship. On Sunday, there was one player left who was overrated because Ricky turned around and won the Players' Championship Which was weekend. one of the most incredible finishes, I think, on tour. That was unbelievable at the Players. He birdied 17 like three out of four times. Yeah, it was incredible. And that eagle on 16, I mean, it was just stupid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. That, that ball bounces a foot right. Oh yeah, it's he's toast. He's toast. I mean, if I was Joe, like watching that ball fly in the air, I'd be like, dude, like that's either perfect or we're effed, you know. And like that's thing about Ricky is, I think with his background in extreme sports, not and stuff, me, he's Joe. Got we're that, not talking not talking not about average Joe. We're talking about above average Joe. Above. You know? yeah. yeah, but that's right. At the end of the day, like man, what a shot! And so I listen. I will say the same. Like I'm going to say Ricky only because I feel like like Matt Kuchar's right there too, and I think Matt has gone through a lot of stuff here recently with the tipping and just all that stuff. Right. And like, he's a great player and I've heard great things about him, you know, of course too and stuff. Yeah. I've heard great things about Matt. And you know, the thing is, is I think with him, he's got this phenomenal career. He's, you know, we talked earlier about him being Mr. Consistent top tens, top fives. And for him, it's just, once you get that major, I think a lot of that bad stuff that's been discussed recently just kind of goes away and his, his career all comes together in one with Ricky. It's a little different because he's this playful guy who you've seen less of him on social media. I think Butch kind of beat him up over that here a couple of years ago and you saw him kind of scale back. But I think with Ricky, it's the same smiley stuff, right? Where it's like, all right, you're out there, you're putting yourself out there, you're having fun all this stuff. And so people look at that and they're like, okay, you're the poster child for the tour and you're having all this fun and all this stuff, but you can't win this big one. You can't win this. You hear the people talk about that with Ricky all the time. And it's like kind of, will start defining him as the older he gets into his career. 
And that's unfortunate because that's not the case. I think real golf fans, I think real Ricky Fowler fans won't, you know, look at Ricky like that at all. If he didn't win a major the rest of his career and got a couple more wins and stuff, I'm still going to love Ricky Fowler. He's one of my favorite players. Obviously he's a great dude. Um, but man, I feel like he's got to win at least that one. And I'd love for him to win it early because it could open the floodgates for him to win two or three or four more. But, you know, you never know. I mean, he's a young guy, takes good care of himself, probably play forever. I mean, dude, his first major, he might win the open championship when he's like 42 years old. I mean, he's going to be around for a long time. No, no way. It's coming. It's, it's on coming the horizon. I, I'm feeling it. I'm telling you, like, think about it. Every single time that that pressure has started to mount, he's responding. You know, yeah. we just – we pointed out the player's example. Let's take it a step further and let's go uh, Phoenix. Waste yeah, management. Yeah. You know, he, 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 that is a tournament that he wanted in, in like, knows he needed to win. And yeah. he was well, a tournament. He, he kind of blown away. And actually I have a funny story about that. So I was in Phoenix. I was with some pretty reputable people. Okay. G- getting some drinks. I won't name names. And we were all talking about Ricky and we were talking about Bryson because Bryson had started winning some events and everyone's like, Oh, Bryson's creeping up. Like he's the dog over there. You know, he's going to, he's going to take Ricky's, you know, thrown over, you know, whatever. And like, uh, and then we were talking about just kind of maybe the family over, you know, Cobra Puma and stuff. And at the end of the day, like Ricky's done so well at that event. And you're right. He went into there with all the pressure in the world because he gave that tournament away and ended up coming through and winning it. And he almost gave it away again that year that he won, but he Stupid. turned around and won it. Yeah. Like at yeah, the end of the day, like, like that's a, my like point, champ. right? He, he lost. He was, I, I don't think I've ever seen Ricky more emotional at a tournament yeah. than after he lost that tournament in Phoenix. And what he do is he turned around and he won that tournament. And so every yeah. time there's been pressure, and I think now, I think for the first time now, we're kind of hitting that threshold of, okay, why hasn't Ricky won a major? And I think that, I think it's on the horizon, man. I'm telling you, it, he, he responds to the pressure so well, and he deserves a major. Good things happen to good people. It's coming. I'm, yeah. it's, it, is, it is coming. Um, well, I, I hope it's soon, me? man. I'm curious, you know, because you mentioned Bryson in there. I have a question for you. Uh, Travis usually makes all the topics for our podcast, so I'm going to go off script here because I am curious about this. This popped into my head. The possibility of Bryson winning all three majors this year is, I mean, it's it's up there. Like, it could Mm -hmm. happen. What happens if it does? What happens if it does and he gets robbed of the opportunity to get a grand slam? That would suck. I mean, that's a bummer. Yeah. I mean, that, that sucks, but I don't think he'd be complaining a whole lot though. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, he'd be like, Hey, I got these three majors. I'd love to see how the golf world and these fans embrace something like that. Cause you see like a Kepka who won all these majors in bunches and some of them he, he won like dominantly. Right. And people like, love Brooks and then there are a lot of people who didn't like Brooks right and there's a lot of people who don't like Bryson he's different right and he's quirky and and people don't like that I think people like him more now I think I I think what he's done I think people are starting to be like okay you know what like yeah yeah he's Bryson but yeah people are getting worn out of the Bryson talk like you see PJ Tour post something about Bryson like oh another one this is starting to become like Tiger you know and all this stuff but it's like (laughs) dude no one's hitting the ball that far it's insane to see right but at the end of the day you still need the skill yeah he did the work Uh, he did the work so yeah 
man, it'd be, it'd be cool to see. I, I'm just excited to see like big time tournament action and play. This is really, you know, we've had some really good events coming out of quarantine, but this week with WGC, the major next week, like, dude, I think golf is like back, back. Like I'm, I'm super stoked. It sucks. Tiger's not in the field, but you'd stay healthy, dude, get out to freaking San Francisco and in one piece COVID free and give us your best big cat. Give us your best. So the dub, the impending W I, we need to update. I'm telling you, I know we did our, our major predictions uh, Uh in like March, but uh, you already want to modify it before any majors have happened. Because here's the thing, like, think about it. We did those major predictions and we didn't know. I mean, it was playing. People were living in quarantine. You didn't know it was good. You did. You. All right. Well, what we'll do you, is this. Who is a huge Bryson Homer? Didn't have any idea Bryson was coming out looking like Bryson looks. Tell me yeah, I'm dude, wrong. He, yeah, no, tell you're not wrong. wrong. He, yeah, he came out like the Incredible Hulk, and no one knew. But I'll tell you, you're right. I, we should have our preseason picks because that's fair. We have our preseason picks, and then we'll have our in-season picks. And you know, some of them might remain the same. You know, I think that. I think as the season progresses, some of it will probably remain the same as players kind of get into their rhythm, but we'll do it. We'll have our preseason picks and we'll have that. And we'll post it on the page. The week before, week before, and and we're playing for dinner or a trip, golf, I don't know, something. Maybe we should invite a couple fans to come play golf with us and we should take a golf trip. And and a couple, couple of listeners to the pod get to join us on some epic trip to somewhere. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. We'll see. Uh, let's post something, you know, leading up to the major with some picks, and let's let's tease the crowd to see if someone would want to join us on a golf trip like that. So that's a that's what it is. Is if they the people who beat us, people who mm-hmm. get it right, they're entered for a chance. If you get a major winner right, you're entered for a chance to come play golf. That's what we should do. I'm telling right. you, and I'll set All up right. something dope. All right, well, let's let's figure it out. All right, man. We'll have a good week. We'll get we'll get on the golf course soon. We'll get a match in. You'll give me like twelve strokes or something like that. So we'll, we'll figure 12 it out. Twelve strokes. Yeah, dude. Six aside. You shot seventy five at Cowboys the other day, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, it was all luck, right? man. I'm a I'm a nine I'm a nine index right now, and you're like what a two or three or something. I don't. Am I playing for the Dallas Amateur? It depends. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know yeah, that's true we'll figure that out your you handicap gotta, varies gotta quit based out on me to people i'm telling you, you gotta quit out me to people you know i need my strokes hey man any day that score can be you know 69 or 89 right i mean it just depends so average yeah average all right homie we'll this have is a good the week, average dude. joe show this is we'll uh we'll keep you posted we'll, we'll post these these major predictions up there and get some feels from everybody to see what they think but always a pleasure dude enjoy this week and we'll uh we'll check in next week everybody thanks later